Here we go. All right. We got Jacob Beck, Park Hill High School head coach. He also we, – we all went to junior duels together as coaches. Yeah. He's gone from Missouri and Kansas. So let's just come out hot and jump right into it. What is the difference in Missouri and Kansas wrestling, in your opinion? Um, I think, for one, I've noticed that there's a lot more focus on Fargo and national level tournaments in the Missouri side. Um, it's also nice that there's so many um, – the metropolis on the Kansas City and Missouri side is so big that you don't have to travel far to compete. The Kansas side gets a little of that. I think one of their bigger hotspots is the Wichita area. Uh, which is big down there, but you still got to travel a little bit if you're everywhere else in the state. Um, and St. Louis side, obviously, is super tough as well, where they have um, access to getting there and competing there. So um, focus on national level tournaments. I don't think uh, – I mean, being a state champion is huge, obviously, but that's not the end-all, be-all. That's kind of like the training plan through the future, through the summer, to get to a national level tournament and get, get eyes on you. They uh, – I think with the exposure of the Missouri wrestling colleges, MU, Missouri Valley, all those, uh, the other schools, that's a really a focus is to wrestle in the future um, versus just be a state champion. Is there an actual style difference or technical difference between the two states? Because people kind of debate this sometimes. Uh, I don't, I mean, uh we're getting better in the state about mat wrestling. I think Kansas focuses a little bit more on mat wrestling, but I think they're also smart in the, the aspect of, I know we focused a couple of years ago uh, when I was on the Kansas staff, knowing that we're probably not going to win a freestyle national title or a, a dual title, but um, focusing on Greco and focusing on style and, and kind of picking that up a little bit. They uh, know that they can exploit things like that. Uh, I know Missouri is really tough on their feet. Um, they're getting better on the mat. I think we can wrestle everywhere on this side of the, the border, but um, I think wrestling's wrestling. I don't think that there's uh, – I mean, you're going to get your farm boys from western Kansas that are horses, and you're going to get your city kids that are slick and, and see all sorts of techniques and a bunch of different styles, but I think it transfers everywhere. So you came from Colorado originally, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess what what was the – What's the wrestling scene like out there? Just a different place than what we know about. Uh, when I was growing up, it was really spotty as far as um, not a lot of people work together. Um, I actually came to, to the sport late. I grew up golfing competitively until about seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> and then I tried to pick something that my parents knew nothing about, which was wrestling. So they couldn't coach me or really critique me. And then um, there's hot spots. There's, there's your clubs um, that are, uh, I don't want to say super clubs, but they're the, the clubs where a lot of people go and train. Um, you're, you got a really nice facility and use of the Olympic Training Center down, down Colorado Springs. So that's a hotbed. Northern Colorado is tough. Um, the growth of Northern Colorado University um but as far as college wise there's not that junior college is a couple of them um division twos there's a lot of division twos there um so it's just different uh i mean there's a lot of other things to do in the winter in colorado obviously i know uh we lose 
a kid a year at least, uh, broken arm, broken leg, getting on the slopes. So that's a advantage slash disadvantage of being on Colorado. But it's all different. It's just been a, a little adventure, and, and I love seeing new stuff. So Jesse kind of pointed this out in our talk with Nate Ingle since he's a West Coast guy, but maybe this is good to reiterate, but people, kids who wrestle in Kansas City or Missouri in general, but Kansas City or St. Louis, something like that, but we're focused on the Kansas area. They maybe don't realize how lucky they are to have so many opportunities with clubs and tournaments and stuff right there within close driving proximity, because that's not necessarily the case a lot of places. So that's, that's an interesting point. Oh yeah. Uh, so you, you went from Colorado, you wrestled in college at Fort Hayes state, right? Yep. What was your experience like there? I loved it. I mean, I was a city boy growing up. Um, it was a big change, five hours from home, no car. Um, my brother played golf there for the first year, so I at least knew one person. Then he left. Um, but it just – it was something that I'm really happy I did as far as um, I needed to get away from where I was at. Uh, I was kind – of, it was kind of dead-ending. Choices I was making wasn't most positive, so – getting out where I could reinvent myself and be in the middle of nowhere uh, where I was there to go to school and, and wrestle. Um, and Hayes is a big sports town. It doesn't seem like it, but they really love the Tigers. Um, obviously there's nothing else around there. So they invest a lot. The town is uh, all about Hayes high and, and uh, Fort Hayes state. So they're really supportive of it. They got a great venue facilities are getting better they're really investing in it so um it was really different I mean uh I I feel like I came to the sport late and was still growing but I know getting into the college room the first week first month didn't know if I was doing the same thing that I had done in high school because I was taking thumpings like nobody's business but uh it was good I, I wanted to see if I could learn something on my own and not be someone's little little brother or someone's uh kids i want to see if i could be myself out there so yeah jesse you have, you have a question about his coaching that he received out there oh yeah you just um just kind of take us through your um maybe the coaching experience that you had out there you wrestled for cody bickley who's now with usa wrestling uh and then uh, your buddy took over as coach and you had the opportunity to be grad assistant so just kind of take us through all that and like uh you know what you learned at that next level like what are what were your big takeaways from those experiences so i went out there uh i actually got recruited by bob smith who moved from hayes he was the head coach before and he just moved out to johnstown colorado which is right by my hometown so he saw me a lot um and just kind of i walked on out at hayes but uh cody bickley was our head coach um great management guy uh he had everything in line. Everything was ready to go at all times. It was, it was a good experience. He was a different kind of coach than I'd ever had before. Um, kind of not, I don't want to say hands-off, but um, it was more logistics-wise. The GAs um, helped a little bit more than, than he did on the mat. Um, but then made it through. I actually wrestled two years, blew a knee out, uh, came back, blew my other knee out the next first match the next year so I was off the mat for a long time which I thought I mean and I think this whole um social distancing and people being off the mat some people would look at it as a um a negative 
but as someone that's been through an injury and been off the mat for close to a year and a half straight, uh, it just made my hunger so much stronger for the sport. And I think that uh, this could be a good thing for some of the people that haven't taken time off since they're five. Uh, so then um, left Hayes, went to Bonner Springs. Uh, again, one of those situations where I wanted to see if I could, I could, I went and student taught back in Colorado and could have got a job at my old high school and then decided I wanted to see if I could get a job off of what I not know, not who I know. Went out to Bonner Springs, um, assistant wrestling coach, head golf coach, which was coming from a, a room of savages uh, for six years and then getting back on the golf course and dealing with a completely different breed of individuals uh, was fun. And then my uh, former roommate and one of my best friends, Chess Thompson, got the job at Fort Hayes, um, offered me uh, a teaching, it was a graduate teaching assistant job, it's what they have out at Hayes, so I went back and it was kind of the best of both worlds, I got to be, uh, stay in the classroom, uh, teaching a bunch of different health and human performance classes, uh, get back in the college wrestling room uh, and get my master's paid for. And then actually went back, uh, kind of switched jobs with Brandon Job, who was the compliance officer at uh, Fort Hayes when I was at Bonner Springs. When I left, he took the head job at Bonner Springs, and I kind of took his job as the assistant at Fort Hayes. And then when I was done with my master's, I went back to Bonner Springs again. So that's how I got back out to Kansas City. So this is a, a long, short story. This is like something Jesse and I were talking about with somebody else yesterday. Um, but... So you're a teacher and a coach. Uh, this is kind of like a profession that maybe is not growing as much as it used to. People aren't aren't pursuing it as much. So why did you decide to be a teacher and a coach, obviously? But why did you decide to get into education? Um, I love, A, being around people and kids. It's a very social um, profession. Uh, I didn't get what I wanted to be or I didn't earn what I wanted to earn as an athlete. Um, and I don't, I work hard now. So all the other kids or athletes don't have to feel what I felt. So I feel like I didn't always make the right decisions and, and uh, I know what those decisions are and hopefully I can just help influence people and athletes into making better decisions and helping them along the way. It's a, it's a, it's a service industry in effect. Um, you're helping people out. I'm, I wasn't always the best student. I hate, it's funny. I didn't really like school, um, until I figured out what I wanted to do. I know uh, undergrad school was super rough. Uh, I could care less about statistics and how many times you rolled dice to get threes <laughs> or sixes. But, um, when I went back and got my master's and knew I wanted to be in, um, physical education or, uh, health research, then, we're talking about heart rate variability, then I care about that. And that's how I learned. So it's a, it's kind of just steering kids into a pathway that they want to be um, as adults. Wrestling is a big tool, um, teaches you to learn how to, to grow through suffering. And uh, that's kind of what it is. Just wanted to help people out. Yeah. All right. We'll switch to talking about coaching for a second here. So Park Hill obviously is known for having a lot of really high level guys uh, in their room that compete obviously really well at the state level, but even nationally. But what I actually want to ask you about is you have 
very high level kids uh and you i'm sure you structure practice around them structure practice around them but how do you structure a practice to make sure that it can help your high level kids and you know we're, we're high school coaches so we don't just get all high level kids we get mid-level we get guys who are trying it for the first time how do you since you have those high level kids structure a practice that benefits everybody uh so we actually have two different practices so our which and this in effect helps our our higher level kids that are looking to go to a college level helps them out as well they might not see it or like it but uh so our first practice is our newer kids um it's a very it's a it's fluid. So if you're showing promise or showing that the, the technique you get in our first practice, they used to call it the novice practice. I'm not a big fan of that. So it's our first practice. Um, so they run about an hour, hour and 15 minutes right after school. We come in we do our uh, order of the day, talk to all the kids, take a roll, get that first practice going. The second group, which is our um, varsity JV, second JV girls, they go to study tables for an hour. So they have an opportunity to go knock all their schoolwork out right after school. Um, if they wanna watch film, things like that, that's what they knock out. We do our um, basic uh, instruction, I guess you'd say, teaching kids how to wrestle. Um, Cause we don't have middle school wrestling. So a lot of our kids, it's either we get our kids from a club, um, they grow up most likely through greater heights or then they're coming as freshman newbies. Um, so, uh, we're running our, I wouldn't say lower level, but strictly basic technique in that first practice hour and a half, they get some live goes in, then they go home and we bring our second group in. Um, and really it's just, I didn't, I don't think I really got brought into this job to necessarily teach, um, kids how to wrestle as much as expectations and, um, a little bit more discipline. We, we stay really basic um, and then figure out, I'm not going to change anybody's style, especially these kids that are coming in from five-year-olds. Uh, we're just going to clean up things and we're going to work on solid techniques, make sure that it scores not only at a high school level, but a national level. Um, we do have some kids that do some really different stuff. I mean, your Kale Kex, your Grayson DeBlossies, their styles are odd. Uh, so we are gonna just try and make it as basic as possible. Let them get into good positions and then uh, let them go buck wild and, and put kids in positions they've never been in before. So mm -hmm. um, I hope that answers that question. Yeah, it's just, there's no right answer. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about this before we started recording, but obviously you hit on it earlier. We're in quarantine, we're, we're social distancing wrestling tournaments are getting postponed but it doesn't look super uh positive that they'll get to happen this summer so what do you think uh kids should focus on this summer since the further this goes the less likely it is we're we're going to get to be on a mat or compete at tournaments like we normally would all summer I think it's just be a sponge with wrestling. Uh, the amount of wrestling that you can watch um, and soak in at this level is insane. Flow, Rockfin, um, YouTube, all these areas that have so much wrestling on them that you can you can find a style that you want and soak it in. They, I mean, there. I learned so much when I was 
crutching around just by watching and trying to look at things different ways. It's the same reason we kind of, uh, we have our kids go to our youth practices to try and uh, help coach, like show. I think I'm a way better wrestler now from coaching, uh, having to explain things. We got a lot of these kids that are just freak athletes that just do it. Like they just, they don't even really know what they're doing. So for them to walk through a technique video and have to see, oh, the level change, oh, the post, oh, the penetration step, things like that. So um, watching wrestling would be number one. Um, strength and conditioning, it doesn't have to be getting under a bar. Um, it can be going out for jogs. It can be pushing your wall back every single day. Stance in motion. Um, shadow wrestling, if you can set, John Smith says, if you can set up your shadow, you can set up anyone. Uh, just staying busy. Um, getting into or keeping the habits that you've had before. Um, I don't like waking up early. I, I mean, I obviously have some things to do teaching wise throughout the day, but I mean, I could wake up at 8:45 for a nine o'clock morning, or I could get up at six o'clock, knock all my stuff out, be ready to go and have the rest of the afternoon off to catch up on some Netflix or something when I've accomplished something through the day. Um, but I just think it's, it's uh you used to have I we used to take as teachers what seven, seven and a half hours a day from students. That was our time. Now maybe four. And so you have about twenty hours of your own time and it's what you're gonna do with it. I think we're gonna find out at the end of this quarantine who is self-motivated, who uh doesn't need to be prodded, and those are the people that are gonna be climbing high on that podium next uh winter. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. All right. Beck, this is the most important question I'm going to ask you. Oh, boy. Who has the best mustache of all time, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Living or dead? Who's your mustache hero? How's that? Uh, Tom Selleck's got a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the top fiver for sure. Yeah. Right. Um Sam Elliott probably I'd go with. <laughs> That's the right answer. And Sam yeah. Elliott from Big Lebowski. Oh, oh, uh, not, not Tombstone, huh? All right. Oh. All right. Yeah. I mean that should be who you're <laughs> That's what I was I hoping can. you would say, by the way. So B6 up there though, because B6 uses the stash and he's a monster. So <laughs> I gotta throw him in there. Good. hopefully we get to wrestle sometime this summer and you get to shave shave to just having a mustache but you know if Boy, it's gonna be a good one yeah it, you're already growing it out there so yes solid do you have a weird wrestling star sorry jesse i'm stealing your thunder but no i we've all we always finish with the is there a wrestling story that sticks out to you it could be weird funny or just just a good one in general that's appropriate for public consumption uh so here's one uh when we used to have uh cadet duels down in florida um we kind of i was on the kansas staff but um coach keel would would always let me just kind of hop in and and be the guy that's how i started on the national staff on the kansas side but uh we kind of always traveled with missouri in effect it was same time at the airport or meeting up at the buses. Um, but I just remember uh, one year we're down at, at uh, Daytona Beach and up poles uh, Jason 
Um, I want to say Reggie's in there, Matt Cox and Brett Haynes. And they, the only rental car that they had left was like, I want to say it's like a, a soul. Is that what it's called? It's like yeah. a almost Geo Metro. Uh, so Jason Heslop's driving, Reggie's in the, the passenger seat, and then you see Cox and Haynes getting out. And it legitimately looked like a clown car. Uh, these dudes just kept piling out, and uh, I will never forget that, that it was a, a great sight to see. It's so, a lot of horsepower in one Kia Soul. A lot of something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a lot of something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of stories. That's the best thing about this sport. Um, I'm pretty friendly as far as it goes. I know that it, there's – quote unquote, like a border war or like a rivalry across the way. But I've always got along with both sides. It's great to be in the metro area. And it wasn't much of a transition coming from the Kansas City, Kansas side to the Missouri side as far as people. Um, we all just really care about wrestling and we're really passionate about it. And that kind of shines through. But um, that's what I'm missing most about these summer tournaments is just having an opportunity to, I mean, I'm Park Hill through and through from August till late February. And then it goes to team Missouri where uh, it's great to be able to have these be in the other guys' corners of kids that I might coach against and coaches I coach against and be on the same team. And um, that's kind of what's really sad about all of this. A couple of these trips, trip to UWWs in, in Akron, driving all the way through the night and weighing in the next morning and then scrapping for a world team spot. So those are, tournaments we're missing out on which is pretty sad so yeah i hate to ruin the facade for people that think that a bunch of wrestling coaches all don't get along but one of the <laughs> worst kept secrets is if you coach wrestling over the summer you all spend a lot of time together anyway so mm -hmm. for the most part everyone's everyone's pretty cool so <laughs> yeah. well i'll let you go for now beck thanks for uh talking Thank to you. us and yeah, I'm loving this stuff. I'm loving the content. Thanks for uh, deeming me important enough to talk to you for a little while. So it's <laughs> great to see you guys. Uh, you good too. to see you too, man. Have a good day, all right? You too. All right, see you.